Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me for this inaugural season. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains, and we can't live without Him. We are talking about the word restoration here in season one, and incredible guests are joining us to share inspiration, wisdom, encouragement, and practical advice. I'm your host, Holly Newton, and welcome to the Exhale Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Exhale Podcast. I'm Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Annette Yanez, Cassie Cooper, and and Annalise Lillard. We have had um, such a great time these past several weeks talking to some really great guests and hearing their testimonies of how the Lord has sustained them and propelled them in 2020. And we hope that, you know, some of these testimonies have really encouraged you in your journey. I really want to thank Annette, Cassie, and Annalise for taking the time um, in this season to, to talk about all of the ways God restores and resets our lives. And um, I want you to hear from them today, some of their thoughts about this season of the X, this inaugural season of the Exhale podcast, as well as what God is speaking to them in their personal lives. Um, But before we do that, I just want to share something that the Lord really impressed me today before we did this last episode is how, when he is rebuilding our lives, um, it, it's a new thing. And when we transition into a new thing, the environment looks different. We can't rebuild with the same materials in the new season that we built with in the past season. It just won't sustain us in the new season. And I think that's something we've heard through all of our speakers um, is that how when God does a new thing, there's new ways of doing things as he prepares us and propels us forward. So what are some of your takeaways, girls, from, from our talks and uh, over this past six weeks? Well, one thing that sticks out just from what you're talking about, um, it's not the same materials, is I think that when we talk about this unforced rhythm of restoration, um, it's we're stepping aside from what was old, the things that we were doing, Uh, So my old materials would have been striving or performing and control, but I feel like what God's really been doing in my heart in 2020 is more of a pause and coming before him and really putting my eyes on him and kind of finding myself in that, in my closet, literally in my closet and just laying everything down and, and kind of taking your words, kind of saying, here's my old materials and have a demo day in my life. <laughs> that way you rebuild. Um, and I know one of our previous conversations this season, um, I think it was Tarn that kind of brought up this idea of like, sometimes promotion feels like a demotion. And so a lot of times we see in renovations that there's always a demo day first mm-hmm. before the new stuff gets put up. Um, so I, I really, I really like that picture you're giving of God's 
he's not just building, but he's giving us new materials. What's that new in my life? So I've gone from striving and performing to more of resting in his righteousness and not in my own doing. Yeah. I think that's so good because I think it, it, really brings on this perspective of restoration, you know, because we can see how we think it might look, you know, and the Lord is gracious to give us, you know, sometimes pieces of the puzzle or or pictures of what, you know, that restoration will look like, you know, like we're going to go with the analogy of building a house. Like Mm -hmm. you, you kind of, you get the the material, you, you know, you're given what you need to work with, but then it can sometimes look so different, you know, from what we pictured. And I think we really hinder the process of restoration when we hold so tightly to what we think it should look like when the Lord, you know, has the eyes to see, you know, the future and he has the eyes to see where he's taking us. And if we're willing to sit with, you know, open hands and a soft heart and say, okay, Lord, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cling to what's familiar. I'm not going to cling to what has brought comfort or what has, has felt safe in the past, but I'm going to have open hands before you and, and choose to trust because and I, I think this is a theme that we've heard through, you know, a lot of our um, episodes this season is just that the Lord is doing something new this year. Mm-hmm. Lord is rebuilding. Lord is refocusing. He's restoring. And it sometimes looks different than how we think it will. And it can feel like a demotion. It can feel intimidating. Mm-hmm. It can feel um, like, wait, Lord, <laughs> this wasn't, you know, this doesn't feel good or this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like you're good. And this doesn't mm-hmm. feel like what I thought it would, but it's the Lord saying, you know, I've, I'm, I'm working. I've got something. Just trust me. It's all going to be beautiful. If you surrender to me, if you trust me, you know, it will be good. Like scripture says in Romans that all things work together mm-hmm. for good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. We're all called according to his purpose. And so if we say, Lord, I will love you and I'll trust you with the outcome and it, it will be good. Yeah. And that's so good. I have it in my mind as you're talking a picture of like a master blueprint, you know, for a house and how, as you keep building in stages, sometimes things have to shift. And I feel like, you know, there's been for me, at least in 2020, it's like, Oh, now it's going to look this way. Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh, now it's going to uh, no, not look this way yet. But it's, it's the Lord shifting and moving things. But what I'm reminded of is no matter like what environment, so to speak, that he's putting us in and that he's rebuilding us in. It's like, he is the foundation, like Mm -hmm. the outside materials and even the internal things that may have to shift within us um, all look different. But the one thing that doesn't change is that he is our solid foundation and he's not going to shift in the heat and the cold and the in between, (laughs) you know? And so, yeah, that's good. Cassie. Uh, I think one thing we've seen across the board too, and like you girls are talking about too, is like, it's back to basics. Mm-hmm. I think the Lord is really not just taking us in our lives, but our cities, our communities, our churches, our schools are literally having to go back to the basics to go. How do we move forward for the future? So that's been really interesting as well. And I know we're all involved in, um, you know, church and city stuff where we're having to relearn what that looks like as well. Yeah, I think it goes back to the basic of seeking, seeking him, pursuing him 
over pursuing the what Mm -hmm. and just being able to put our eyes on him and just who are you Lord versus who am I or what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. When we keep our eyes on ourselves, it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, again, like, what do I want? What do I think it should look like? But when we shift our perspective Mm -hmm. and it's, it's that easy but it's also that hard. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's that easy. It's a perspective shift, but that's also really hard sometimes. So it's like, okay, Lord, help me to keep my eyes on you. And when we keep our eyes fixed on him, then even when things don't feel like they're going the way we think they should, like the, our perspective has shifted to him and saying, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, you're at work and I trust you. Yeah. We keep our eyes on instead of ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes the most simple things are the hardest things, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of our guests talked about, talked about, a dream board. So I know there was a lot of thought around that. Um, do you want to share any of your thoughts around the dream board? I know we all had a little bit different experiences with dream boards yeah. and what they mean to us. Yeah. Um, that definitely struck a chord in my heart uh, pertaining to the season that, well, I say season. I mean, it feels like a couple of years now. Um, learning to dream again. And even I'm just kind of mulling over everything that you guys are talking about. Cause it's amazing to me how some seasons uh, look like they really do look like renovating. It looks like just kind of fixing this cupboard here, fixing this light here, changing that. But honestly, <laughs> for the last couple of years, it's been like a complete rebuild of, okay, that didn't work before. I can't afford to do anything, but what, what you say father um that's a standard principle to live by but to humbly come to that place and abide in that season has been a journey um and so with the vision board i was sharing earlier um to even do a vision board (laughs) and learn to dream confidently and yield that before the lord uh has been a journey and um over the course of our conversations has re-encouraged my heart to to embark on that, to mm-hmm. be confident in this process and in this season of yielding before the Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the testimonies have really, I think, brought courage to help people to dream again mm-hmm. in this season. I think some, some of you who are listening probably um, – you know, have struggled with the idea of, ah, is it safe to dream again? Um, Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you if that, if that is you, that it's always safe to dream with God, that he made us to dream. He made us to have, um, well, he is our hope for the future. He gives us vision for the future. And no matter what you faced in 2020, no matter how many setbacks, I mean, every listener is different. Some of you have seen great victory and some of you are, are stuck in the middle and some of you may be even ill. And so I just want to encourage you that, that God can redeem, rebuild and restore anything in your life. Nothing is out of his reach. And so I think sometimes when we're in the middle of it, it's easy to take our eyes off of him and what he can do. Or maybe we even think, oh, he can only come this far in my life. And so I feel one of the things he's really wanting to say is lift your eyes up. Don't limit him and what he can do. And at the strike of midnight in 2020, it does, it's not magic. 
that's just a, that's just a man-made time <laughs> that yeah, that's right. life is a process and a journey and y'all want us to go oh yeah 2021 yeah well we said that about 2020 <laughs> there, and I, i've seen these memes it's like oh 2019 i'm so sorry about all that i said about you and i just <laughs> things so i'm just like just take the limits off of god when it comes to a calendar <laughs> or mm -hmm. okay there's an eternity ahead of us and there's nothing impossible with him. So that, that's why we wanted to talk about how he restores, repairs and renovates our lives in this season. So do one of you want to share, like we've shared so much this season, but like, even if there's another key way you've dealt with 2020, hmm. you know, one of the episodes we talked about gratitude, I thought that was a really good one, but maybe, maybe you have a, a, something else that we haven't talked about. I think that what kind of even Annalise was just saying was that humility. Mm -hmm. I think I've really had to come to a place of humility in 2020 mm -hmm. and just a submission, a surrender, um, and to find contentment. Mm -hmm. And so for me this year, I actually pulled down my vision board because I realized I had it up for about two years, the same thing. And although it was all good things and I still believe in that stuff, but I was starting to work out of the place of those are my visions versus this place of humility and mm -hmm. acknowledgement. I, and I think you just said, right. I can't, what is it? I, you, you just said it so great. And at least like, I don't want to do this if it's not like the way you're saying. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Yeah, you can't afford to do it any other way except the yes. way the Lord has imparted on you. And I think that's huge, too, because in the seasons of Reformation, we we can. We can redo the wiring, but the longevity of that it is not, it doesn't hold steady the way the Lord's will, you know. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I think, you know, even just talking about gratitude and, and contentment, um, we can always be grateful in a season that we're in, even if it doesn't feel like we have much to be grateful for, you know, in the natural world. That's really good. And I think that's where the Lord has me right now is being just content and grateful in the season that I'm in. And this is a conversation that I've had with a lot of other women, actually, you know, just talking about this year really has just shaken up so many different levels of life. And one for me, it was, was community, you know, there's so much transition and, and you were in lockdown. So you can see certain people and then you can't see certain people. And, and it, I, I am one that I am definitely a people person. And I love, you know, sitting across from someone and, and having a conversation or, or feeling a hug. And so I, in, especially in a hard season, I know I run for that. You know, I look for that, mm -hmm. you know, for, you know, people to pour in and okay, like I need encouragement from this person or I need a hug from this person. And, and I think the Lord has me coming back to a place of, of quiet and just saying, you know, I'm, I'm your first love in this season. You know, it's, I gave you people for, for support and for community and we're created for that, mm -hmm. but I'm your first love in this season. And he has me, in a place of learning just to take it back to the simple things, you know, back to the basics, which is resting in him and abiding in his presence um, and inviting him into a moment. And that that's where 
you know, I'm so grateful because that's my ultimate source of strength. And, you know, my sustenance, people are the icing on the cake, you know, the encouragement, but they can't, they can't be the cake. You know, that's the Lord. (laughs) I love that. It can't be the cake. It can't be the cake. (laughs) I love that description. That is so good. And I think, um, you know, the secret place. We've talked about being in the secret place with the Lord. And sometimes, you know, you you see people that maybe are thriving in this season. And it's easy to look outward and go, oh, man, they're just doing so well. But I guarantee you that anybody, any follower of Jesus (laughs) knows that, you know, the blessing and the favor, it comes from, it comes from time with the Lord. It comes from, it comes from hard stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't have a blessing in my life that didn't come from something hard, you know, that wasn't like purified in the process. Getting alone with God in the secret place. It's like coming back to your first love, you know, like you Mm -hmm. talked about Cassie. I mean, and the back to the basics, um, just being with him is really where our victories are won. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the longer, it's a hard thing. I, I'm not going to lie. It's a hard thing to really learn to love and desire just time alone with God. Mm-hmm. Because as, as humans, we, we want the affirmation and the confirmation from others. And that's not a bad thing. But if that's the, the ruling thing, then it will steer you wrong because <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody has opinions, but only God knows the masterpiece that he has created us to be. And so um, I, I have loved hearing some of the testimonies about that, about being in the secret place with the Lord, because that's where, that's where the battles are won. And the seeds we sow today in the quiet place are the things mm-hmm. we're going to reap in the future. Mm-hmm. And so even sitting here today, I'm looking at your lives. I'm looking, um, and all of us and thinking about our guests, um, everything we're doing, even in this moment has come from something we've sown into in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's a really beautiful way of the Lord, you know, how he, how he does that. So mm-hmm. I'm super grateful to see that in each of your lives and the lives of our guests. It's been super encouraging. Yeah. I think we started kind of with this question or we may have kind of talked about this question, like how do we silence the noise around us? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like we've answered it through this season, through all the conversations. It's just coming back and being quiet before the Lord. Yeah. 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 That's so true. And trusting him when it doesn't look like you thought it should. (laughs) I said it today, surrender. That's been one way I've processed 2020 is surrender Um, Mm -hmm. because I'm great. But because I've learned that when I surrender to the Lord, he's going to, he's going to take it. Like he does best with it. Does that make sense? If I take it, I mess it up for instance. So, you know, I felt like God was really telling me this was the year for the exhale uh, gathering in Texas. We made big plans. (laughs) Um, poured into the, you know, the programming of it all. And through the whole way though, I held it loosely. Mm -hmm. 
And there were different things along the way. It's like, should we keep moving forward? And the Lord would give me confirmation. Yes, yes, yes. And then at, at one point, you know, not too long ago, just different things because of regulations and uh, the building we're having in is being renovated. I love that word. <laughs> and because of the, you know, city processes, uh, it, it's just not going to be ready. And so it came to the point, I was like, okay, Lord, well, what do you want to do? What do you say? And he said, reset the date. So that was a surrender. I thought for a second, I was like, oh man, I'm going to disappoint some people. And you you go through all these checklists and he reminded me the things I know, but you have to go through this process sometimes. It's like, this This is mine. So again, surrendering, I don't fully understand it, but he does. And I'm fully expecting that when we gather on March 6th, that we will see some of why. I, I think I know some of why, but I think we will see some of why, and it will be his best plan. You know what I'm saying? So for me, because that it, it takes a lot to put an event together and then to invite people, and it's taken a lot. But again, staying surrendered to the Lord, it's not my thing. It's not an exhale thing. It's the Lord's gathering. So I'm looking forward to, to what this surrender season looks like in the future. Because my heart, I just really want us to all gather. I want us to worship. I want us to be poured into from the Lord just to get vision and encouragement for all that he has for us in the future. And I want that sooner than later, right? But he's working it out. <laughs> and yeah. people aren't getting that. It's just I know it's going to be a powerful day yeah. um, in his presence. So anyway, surrender has been a big deal to yeah. me. Um, Nehemiah's life uh, is an example of a great leader in a rebuilding season. He was really focused on the Lord. He prayed, he persevered, and he sacrificed. Um, Some of the key things I've learned about Nehemiah's life out of this book is how he was focused on how God is greater than fears and opposition, which I think is really important for us to remember, knowing that when God is behind you in something, that is the best incentive to move ahead. Uh, And I think, you know, we've also talked about this season about hearing the voice of God. We've got to hear what the voice of God is saying and the timing. And then constantly, he constantly combined prayer with uh, preparation and planning. And lastly, but there's so much more to this book, is that you know, he remembered his calling and his why he was there and he was able to lead the people effectively. And he also relied on God's protection in that. So there's so much we can learn from Nehemiah and how to rebuild broken walls. This wall had been down for over a hundred something years and the same people that were still in the city um, rebuilt the wall in record time in 52 days. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's just such a picture of, you know, this whole season, what we've been talking about with restoration. Um, It, the, you know, the the finished product of the wall, like that's the, that's the end, like the wall was fully restored, but the process that the people took to get there, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been focusing so much on the process of restoration Mm -hmm. in this season. And I think that that, that's huge for us to grasp because it's, there is a finished product, you know, the Lord, the Lord has given us promises to hope for and things to pray for pray for and work toward, you know, be faithful, but it's, it's about the process and the work the Lord takes us through. And 
you know, every person, you know, we've kind of been talking about this in conversation just over the season or over the, yeah, the season of the episodes to staying, you know, focused where the Lord has planted you, you know, each person was focused on the wall in front of them. They stayed focused on, on what the Lord had given them to do. Um, and it was, that was their part in the process in walking out restoration. Wow. Yeah. So good. So I actually have pulled up while we're talking about this. It's an analysis of the book of Nehemiah and it's bullet points kind of summarizing like the journey they took during the rebuilding of the walls, um, which we had just talked about before, but it was kind of blowing my mind a little bit that people were <laughs> appointed to build their portion of the wall. Um, I scripturally hadn't been refreshed on that. And so that just rocked my boat. Um, but looking at the bullet points here, it starts off in the book of Nehemiah, letters to the governor to vouch for Nehemiah. And the bullet points that follow are opposition, opposition, wall building, opposition, <laughs> ridicule, prayer, wall joined to half its height, opposition again, prayer, <laughs> ridicule's effect, opposition again, and then wall building with defense. And you can see where the pattern kind of repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just kind of ministering to my heart even more in light of building what's put in front of you. And if you look at this bullet point list, which is really boils down a, a giant journey into a small small portion. It's amazing the ebb and flow of opposition, prayer, build with building the wall, what does it say? With defense. That's just amazing to me. Yes. Strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think has been the ebb and flow of this season. Um restoration, renovation. You know, I think about uh even for my family, like reformation, the reforming Mm -hmm. of our lives and um all that God is doing through that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool that, that there's, it's prayer. Yeah. Right. Like right. prayer is there. And I, I think about why, why should we wait till January 1st, 2021 to believe that we will have rebuilt, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many days are left of this year when this episode goes out, but I mean, 52 days. Yeah. What they did, and like we talked, you know, Holly, you mentioned earlier, like, we don't need to put God in our calendar, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need to put him in this time constraint, but he's probably, you know, at the end, like, why wait till January to say, oh, I'm glad that's over, when Mm -hmm. right now, actually, yes, we've had opposition, but we've also been praying, and there is rebuilding. This is, we can still say this has been a good year, despite what may be, and I think, Cassie, you talked about sometimes what we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can feel things, but we're not going to let it dictate us. Mm-hmm. Um, God still, because we have learned to surrender right. Right? and let him be the one to rebuild. Yeah. So good. And I, in my commentary, it says God is in the business of working through his people to accomplish seemingly impossible tasks. Um, Mm -hmm. That's good. And he can do that through his people today. Mm -hmm. Like today is not just an ordinary day with Jesus. And that's one thing he reminded me of this week is no day is ordinary when you're walking with him. Like we can be expectant. So I think, 
you know, thank you for joining me this season. Um, I love this format. I love hearing from you actively what he's doing in each of your lives and along with our guests. And it just reminds me how God is sovereign. Um, we talked about this at the top of the season. He doesn't waver on his promises for our lives. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is just one long invitation to come to him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for all of your input this season. And um, just really appreciate all of you and your willingness to share pieces of your stories and parts of your lives and just be really authentic about what God's even teaching you real time as we record these podcasts. Mm-hmm. So. If you're out there listening today, I just, I hope you've been encouraged. If you've missed an episode, go back and listen to every single one of them. I promise the Lord will encourage you part and you'll hear some good conversation. So have a good day and we will see you. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot sharing your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.